All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spiked Out. This is the podcast created by Bea Faye and myself. It is designed to broaden our horizons and help us become more well-rounded folks by uh, helping us talk to people we maybe not had never planned on talking to or never were introduced to or people outside of our social circles just to sort of broaden our perspective on life and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Help us learn. best intro but i give it a six out of ten i'm gonna start rating my intros when i do them that was no that was good it just made me like uh giggle a little bit because you're like people we don't really know or would never talk to and in the past (laughs) seven people we had are our friends (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah but like some are your friends and some of them are my friends we we mix in the the social circles yeah it's true so i've been on that wordle wordle gang for a little bit um i played maybe four or five days straight mm-hmm. um my i don't have my stats pulled up but i remember one day in particular that i really struggled with and i was like oh man i'm gonna lose my streak mm-hmm. and i don't know if we all get the same words i'm assuming we do yeah, we do but the word that i struggled with was the day that we had the word cystic cynic oh cynic excuse me <laughs> cynic not cystic cynic no, yeah. it was. It was it was definitely tough, I think. I don't remember what I got that day. I oh maybe I could pull it up. I could probably pull up what I got that day. I usually screenshot it and send it to people after I actually do it correctly. Yeah, like it was just so many C's and the Y, dude, the Y threw me off. I ain't gonna lie. And I got it on the the sixth try. And the try before yeah. that, I put in the word panic. And um uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So I deduced. Dude, look at this one. This is like two days ago or something. Oh, shake. Oh. Yeah, but look, it was like S. I did so. I did slate, then space, then shave, then shade, and then shake. Can you imagine <laughs> if it wasn't shake? I would have lost. I was like, I what know. the? I know. It's so unfortunate. It's real fun. It's real fun. So tell me about the the workout gains. We were just homeboy before we got before we started recording. Homeboy like stood up and I saw his back in a in a tank top. Homeboy got a, got butter, not butterfly wings. That's why we're late. I got back from the gym. (laughs) They don't know we're late, but by our metric, we're late because I got back from the gym and I had to drop my brother off somewhere. Although, so here, here's what I'm thinking, right? The more there's an effect that I've been noticing, at least it happens to me with almost everything, Mm -hmm. but especially happens in the gym. It's called the Dunning Kruger effect. I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar? I'm not. I'm not. I feel like I'm, I get edu- Guys, I know some things. Caleb just happens to know more things than no, me. Lots of things that I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is as you start a new habit or hobby or activity or whatever, right? So say you take up, um, I don't know, anything. Piano graphic. playing. Yeah, piano. Take, say you take a piano. Mm-hmm. There's that initial, like, week where you don't know what you're doing but then after a week you kind of are like okay i know the names of the keys i know what an octave is i know this and you and you kind of are like ah, now i understand i've cracked it right mm-hmm. so there's like an initial learning curve that's really steep but then as you start playing you're like wait i've cracked it but i'm terrible and then you 
keep realizing as you get better that you're actually worse than you ever thought you were. Does that make sense? Because you start comparing yourself to other people or what? Yeah, I think so. And you realize how broad the actual depth of that hobby or activity is. Absolutely. So I like start working out. And obviously I have had physical changes from when I first started. Because when I first started, I hadn't worked out at all. I couldn't even do a push-up when I first started, right? So obviously there is that improvement. But at the same time, when I like look at the actual scope of how much weight people can lift and like how intense people are, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't actually know anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like as your skill improves, your self-confidence in that skill decreases. Ooh. Interesting though. Have you ever In- experienced that? I have. And I've experienced that with a lot of things. I think, oh man, I'm going to put myself on blast. But like <laughs> instrument playing, like I'll get to like the intermediate level and I'm like, oh my gosh, like getting the hump over the intermediate level because you see so like you start entering the greats, you know? And it's, it gets discouraging and you're just like, ah, well, I'm just like, ah, oh no, <laughs> I got to push through. But it's like other things take precedence because just life, like things that are not hobbies, you know, like feeding yourself or whatever. <laughs> I think I, I experienced a lot of stuff. I've just thought about it through my whole life as I've learned anything. Yeah. Whether it's, even at work, you know, if I, if I take on a new job code at work and I'm like trying a new new part of a job i've never done before i feel like at first oh i totally got this on lock and then later i'm like wait i'm actually really bad at this <laughs> you know what i mean absolutely how do you think we can like combat that as people you know because you still want to get better you never want to stay stagnant right I, I think so i think you just want to pick things that you're interested in you know things that you really like I mean, obviously, there's going to be some things that you're just naturally better than me at, right? And there's things yeah. that I'm going to be naturally better at you just because of our personality types, the way we were raised, our body styles, our, our you know what I mean? Like tons of different factors play into that, I think. But I don't know. I think it's good to do things that you're naturally good at. And it's also good to challenge yourself and do things you're not naturally good at. Oh, dude, quick little transition. I was actually going to talk about this. So I had my 30-day eval uh, for my new work recently. Yeah. And one of the eval comments that they had, I went into, uh, just for people who don't know, I went into working the ICU, which is like super, super sick patients, critical care, and as a nurse. And one of my, one of the evals that they said about me was, um, it's really, it's really refreshing to see someone who, who's trying to like get better. Yeah. Right. And with you saying that, it's like, I know I'll never be as great as like, or not as great at this moment in my life. In the next year, I will never be as great as like 50, like not 50, like 50 year old nurses with like, yeah. like 20 year experiences. Right. Yeah. And so I think there's, there's going to be an exponential growth in like how much I know from day zero to day 90. Yeah. And then it's going to coast a little bit yeah. and then it's going to like progress again. Like with what you were just saying. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know if it coasts, but it goes like, it just, the curve goes from this to like this. And I know that everyone that's listening is like, what is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) So it goes from, you get a very steep curve at first, right? You're just being, you're thrown into an orientation or you're taking tutorials or whatever and you're learning. Yeah. And then there's like, and then it sort of levels off, right? Because there's only so much, you actually just have to practice. Yeah. Yeah. There's muscle memory involved, which takes time to develop. And there's, and there's practice and there's habits that you have to form. And I think what I, what 
school does not, oh my goodness, I am such an advocate for school, but this is something that I think we can work on as educators. I'm not an educator. I don't know why I made myself sound like I'm an educator. <laughs> as I, wow. Okay. Whatever. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Anyways, um, so something that I've learned post graduating is that you're constantly learning like what Caleb was saying. Right. And you go through fluctuations and stuff. Like, I think you experience it with hobbies more, but like with school, it's like, you study for an exam, you take a test, you pass, and then it like grows and grows. And there's always like constant like markers to tell you of your progression. But in life, that doesn't happen. Well, yeah, in some ways it does. Like you can get raises or something like that's that. Yeah, but true. I guess you're right. There's not like a grade, a letter grade usually. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess if you're like an uh like a pianist, you can play like you could make a goal that's like this piece and then this piece and as and they progressively get more difficult, but it's still not the same as like that's education. True. I don't know. I mean, I think that's why there is a difference between the academic world and the actual corporate world or the, or the whatever world that you enter after academia. It's the life world. Absolutely. The real world, as it would be, as it would be said. That's so, so um, y'all y'all have been keeping up with the whole kanye kim thing oh yeah guys tell me your thoughts on the kanye thing so here's my thoughts right it's hilarious but i and i totally support you know giving money back to the creators not giving into the industry so he's releasing his new album on the 22nd of february is it donda 2 yeah donda 2 so in about a week or so um and he's only releasing it on his stem player yeah right? I saw that. Mm-hmm. like a 200 dollar um thing that you can customize and so you can sort of like take away the bass or add the bass or take away the vocals add the vocals you know you can take away like different aspects and so you can sort of customize it and remix it which is cool but that's all it's going to be on there's not gonna be on apple music or spotify or youtube or anything so i respect it but i'm not paying 200 dollars for it and i will not do that (laughs) is this a 200 dollars a month thing no just 200 dollars to buy the actual thing and you then that's it yes that's all you ever pay it's like buying a laptop it's a flat rate yes okay but at the same time i'm like all right i get it and i think for a lot of smaller people i think that is crucial right because they don't get as much money from record sales as they used to or from concert sales or anything um because of all the streaming you know no one's really selling material like actual things all the money Mm -hmm. now is in touring Mm -hmm. but i don't know that i'm gonna do it for kanye this man's got he's almost got two billy you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't, I get it. I like the idea, but. So can other musicians, can other artists put their music on there? Is that the intention? I'm not sure. I think so. But the the memory on it is limited. So I don't know that oh. it could do. That much. Any, yeah. You know. I, it is interesting now. I was watching sometimes like, do you know who like Gary V is like, you know what I'm talking about? Who? Gary V. He's like a. Like, he talks about, like, stocks and all that kind of stuff. Like, no. oh, well, he's this dude. But I was I was in that, like, area of social media the other, like, a few weeks ago, months ago. I don't know. It was a while. And it was talking about, um, you know how, like, all the YouTubers at one point had a bunch of, like, Patreons? Or, like, um, yeah, like, Patreons. And it's, like, t- have this $10 subscription and you can be part of the the blah 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 club like i don't know the mr beast club or like whatever logan paul club whatever and it was talking about how even though um 
like the subscription for their Patreon or whatever is super like small, like five to ten dollars, they make the most out of that. Oh yeah, for sure. Because super fans will buy it, right? And so even if you like, let's say Logan Paul has like three million subscribers and 10% of that is just super fans. Yeah. 10% of three million is a lot of people. Yeah. And times $10. I think he has like 17 million too. So it's even more than, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy that I know, uh, or I don't know rather, but I have spoken to, hopefully he'll eventually be on the podcast. He, um, Is this a mystery person I can't know yet until he gets <laughs> well, on? I, I, there's That's okay. That's okay. It's not a mystery person. That's so okay. he, he does um, music reviews, or I would say reviews. He does like, he'll listen to an album and give his thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. But he can't do it on YouTube because of the, the copyright law, right? Yeah. Even though he is adding his own content and nobody's going to listen to that to listen to the music, right? They're going to listen to it for his commentary. Yeah. But he'll upload it to Patreon. And even though it's only like, I think it's a dollar a month or $2 a month. Mm-hmm. And he has maybe 50,000 subscribers or 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. On Patreon, he only has like 2,000. But mm-hmm. 2,000 at a dollar a month, that's $2,000 a month. That's like $30,000 a year. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Money off that. That's what's crazy, you know? Yeah. And comparatively to YouTube, like he's not making that much on YouTube, you know? So it's like, that's actually pretty interesting. So, um, and with that being said, I think that like, this is maybe like Kanye's way of targeting his super fans, you know? Like maybe Caleb won't spend $200, but freaking Jilly Joe Bob. Jilly Joe Bob. Jilly Joe Bob down in LA, Calabasas can be like, mommy, I need $200. That's true. It could be. Yeah, that is true. So, I don't know. Kanye's strategic. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's true. That is true. I hadn't thought about it like that. I mean, I the it does seem sort of like not counterintuitive because I'm I guarantee you after a week someone's gonna rip it off and put it on some form of something media holder online. You know, yeah. so it's gonna be available to people to stream mm-hmm. illegally so i'm like i don't understand like i guess I, I understand it but it's a little impractical in the way that he's going about it because it's 200 dollars. like that's gatekeeping a lot of people yeah right? yeah but ah, i don't know you know we'll see how it is and sometimes i wonder like you know with people who make i'm not saying like small um small people like smaller celebrities quote unquote yeah, like yeah. People like logan paul with 17 million or like with kanye with i don't know god knows how much like yeah. i wonder if they like what point will you stop feeling guilty for gatekeeping your content you know yeah because i don't know if i create something i would want people to kind of just discover it and not have to like pay money to discover it yeah for sure i get that too that makes sense I, I, I don't know. I guess this is the least most controversial of all of Kanye's topics. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did think it was interesting and it was something I wanted to talk about. I want to know other people's thoughts on it too. I really do. Yeah. So yeah. Let us know, guys. You know, maybe that'll be our little, um, our little weekly question. We have a little weekly question on Spotify if you guys yeah. haven't noticed. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder, uh, and like as far as the other stuff, some of it is like sensationalized, I'm sure, by the media. But as far as his Instagram, it's like totally insane. He posts and deletes stuff like all the time. We were just talking about this earlier, or yeah. rather, and it's totally crazy. It's like he'll post something 
uh, leaning one way and then immediately post something leading the other way and like delete the other one and then go back and forth. And it's just so funny to watch. It's interesting though. It's interesting that there's that level of um, involvement by the fans uh, or that level of like, you, you're seeing behind the scenes of all this negotiation. Cause if someone does something he doesn't like, right. He'll, he'll just post it and then 30 million people will see it and there'll be outrage on Twitter. And then immediately the company will have to take it back. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like hostile negotiation tactics. You know what I mean? Do you think Kanye cares about his image? I don't know. Not so much, but in some ways, I mean, do you imagine some of it must be that, right? Like why else would you attack? Um, Kim Davidson, right? Oh yeah. Davidson. Did you right. care about Dude, we were really getting into this Kanye thing. <laughs> 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 for anybody listening you like wow. if you want i'm down to analyze I'm down i really i do i low-key i am a fan i do like kanye's music and i think oh, yeah me too and i think even if you don't you have to respect the artistry there like you gotta oh. respect it absolutely and i even like watch like uh like dissections of his music the way yeah, he, yeah, yeah. i just i absolutely i respect i respect the artistry i really do thanks all right. I think it's that time of the, the podcast where our host, co- our guest comes on. Wow. Hello. Are you here, friend? Hello. Hello. So welcome to Spiked Out, Ara. This is my friend, Ara. Um, little Spiked Out fun fact. This may be our second time recording an Ara episode. <laughs> Because I don't know how much y'all been keeping up, but I think I revealed it in the Dino episode. We had a deleted episode. So this is this is Ara's moment. And it is 6 p.m. on a Friday and we're planning to release before midnight tonight. So yay for us. <laughs> we laid on the it's, like, it's due by 11.59. It's fine. You have time. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got time. That's right. That's right. Okay. So a little intro on Ara. So Ara's a student doctor of osteopathic medicine standing at 5'1". A diehard Cowboys fan, but most importantly, a woman who knows how to love people very well. My best friend, Amira Manilak. Hello. Thank you for that introduction. That was a good intro. I like that. I know. I feel like I'm like, you know how they introduce boxers in a ring? <laughs> Get ready to fight. This much at five one <laughs> first corner. Yeah, it's true. That is how it sounded. Um, so something people may not know about Ara is she loves cookies. <laughs> is that right, Ars? <laughs> that should have been um, put into my introduction because I feel like it's yeah. like a critical thing of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, a, like, it's a like baking, or you're talking like chips ahoy joints you know what i'm saying no like eating cookies if i could have like cookies for my birthday instead of a cake i would have cookies so what's the give us like a um since you're a cookie cookie master cookie pro give us the the 411 on the tiers like are we what's the tier list yeah is it a great american is it a crumble like give us let us in no crumbles actually okay for me i feel like crumbles a little overwhelming have you had crumble before caleb I have, I, I've never had it, but I've seen it. I've like, people have gotten it around me and it always just looked unappealing. I mean, like it looked like too yeah. much. I'm not crazy, but I like sweet stuff, but I'm not like, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. I, I, I think that crumble is like, it looks cute, but it's just overwhelming and it's too much going on. It's way too sweet. Like, 
for a good cookie, it can't have that much icing, in my opinion. I feel like the cookie has to be good for itself without those extra toppings. So my favorite types of cookies are like the thicker ones that are kind of cakey. And um, Sister to Sister is a local bakery where I'm from. And that's always been my favorite types of cookies. Wait, have you tried insomnia? Have you had insomnia cookies? Well, I've had insomnia because there's this one time I was at a, um, I was doing a, presentation at a biology conference (laughs) nerd (laughs) at um in sfa um back in texas and they had insomnia cookies there and i've heard of them and like i think i had the snickerdoodle and the chocolate chip so i i liked it because it was like it's better than crumble right it's like i think it is I think it's more of a real cookie than crumble is. I don't know what crumble is. I feel like crumble's like so artificial in my opinion. But yeah. insomnia, like it was like really good when it was warm. Yeah. And um yeah, it just felt like a good simple cookie in my opinion. I've got a friend who's a fiend for insomnia cookies, man. Any city we're in, I've been at the 10 cities. I never even knew about insomnia before I went with him. And he's just like, there's an insomnia two blocks away and we got to go get it right now. Like, All right. <laughs> How about great American? Where does great American sit in the TRS? Um, there was this guy back in high school who had a crush on me that worked at great American. <laughs> okay. Where does it sit in the TRS? I mean, like, this is going to where like, I didn't really reciprocate. <laughs> so every single time I'd go to the mall, I would run fast past Great American Cookies <laughs> so that he wouldn't see me or I, I would see him, but he wouldn't see me sort of deal. So um, <laughs> that's my take on Great American Cookies. <laughs> then there was a turnaround when, um, so I have a boyfriend and we've been dating for um, like three years and he worked at this um like sports shop at the mall and um I don't know you know boys like they just get free stuff because they they're cute I guess I don't I, I guess girls girls that happens too but I I think that uh, Dalton had like a manager that thought he was cute or whatever and um she'd always get free cookies from great American cookies at the end of the day and give them to Dalton and Dalton would give them to me <laughs> it was just <laughs> But it's okay. I mean, it's it's not the best, but if you really want a cookie and you're hungry and you're at the mall, there's great American always. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So I'm gonna list out some cookies and I want you to give me your top three because your top one, um, I'm I'm gonna read what your top one means about like what about you. And as we go along this podcast, let's see how much you actually align to that that cookie, okay? Yes, this is this is called this segment is called the fortune cookie. <laughs> Love it. I need a little more fortune in my life. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Caleb, you Caleb and Ara both. Okay, and, and me, I guess. And we'll we'll see if our fortunes are accurate. Okay, so listen closely. We got a chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin, peanut butter cookie, M M&M M cookie, white chocolate macadamia nut, marshmallow vanilla cookie with sprinkles. Sugar cookie, snickerdoodle, or Oreo. What's your top I three? Go with, I gotta go with top three. Top three, top three. And in order. So third place, second place, first place. Okay. Wait, um, that's not an order, Bea. 
That's three to one. Order is one, two, three. That's true. <laughs> okay, my bad. Whatever. <laughs> from from third best to best. Okay. Yeah, third best to best. Yes. Who wants to go first? Me. Yeah, go you're the You go first. Um, I like peanut butter. Three, snickerdoodle and chocolate chip. Okay, so according to this very reliable fortune thing that I found. Womanworking.com. <laughs> Support us, womanworking.com. We are working women. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're at chocolate chip, you believe in balance. You're a sweet, social, rational person who people can always rely on. You're known as the classic and would flaunt it every day if you could. People love you for your style and appreciate your ability to switch up your look, but keep your flavor. If anyone has anything bad to say about you, you have a strong support system ready to back you up. What do you think about that? Whoa, that just basically like read my palm right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like from the first sentence to the last. Wow. That was like so accurate, especially the last right now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I like it. All right, Caleb, give me your give me your top three and we'll read your fortune. I mean, see, but my my, my number one is going to be chocolate chip, too. That's just the go cookie, right? It really is. It okay. is. But if I had to choose one that wasn't that, it would have to be. Well, number three, I don't know. I would I would say peanut butter, too, but I'll go with I'll go with sugar cookies. Number three. And then number two, I think I got to go with snickerdoodle. They're so good. They are so good. They are very good. So let you want to read your fortune about the snickerdoodle? Let's see, yeah, what, it, yeah, let's see what it means. Okay, snickerdoodle. Needless to say, you're the life of the party. Hey. <laughs> yeah, all you, right, all right. You bring a spice to every situation that makes things interesting. You're a social butterfly that isn't afraid to share the spotlight. With chocolate chippers, of course. Okay, okay. You make people laugh and smile when you're around, but also know how to keep things cool. People love you even if they try to fight it at first. Nice. All right, that's fair. I'll take that. I'll take that. Nice, nice. He nice. felt that one. He really did. <laughs> um, I do have a list of third best, second best, first best, but just to like get to straight to the point, my all-time favorite cookie is Snickerdoodle and it's kind of cute how we're all chocolate chippers and snickerdoodlers. <laughs> I mean, no, those are the best cookies. Uh, they are. You, you can't lie. I mean, if anyone picked that Oreo or no, no, not, Oreos are good. But if anyone picked that marshmallow thing, nah, get out of here. You know what I'm talking about? You know those. Exotic. What is ours? That's exotic. That one <laughs> is exotic. Yeah, but who's going to pick it as their favorite? You don't even get it enough. Wait, no, wait, you wait. don't. Was white chocolate macadamia on there? Yeah, white chocolate macadamia. Yeah. Those are good, too. I, those are close. Those are good. Um, th- my favorite brand is the one that comes in the. It's like a paper bag. You know what I'm talking about? Paper bag. It's like a. It's like a white paper bag, and it has. Oh, like, you're talking about Pepperidge Farms. Yes, I think that's right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they have good chocolate chip cookies. They're like really thin, but they're really crunchy. They're buttery and delicious. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, uh. Those are the only kind of chocolate chip cookies I like that aren't homemade. They're good. So, um, starting in high school, like our sophomore year. Me and one of my best friends, her name is Hannah. Um, every single fall, we would make fall cookies. So this past fall was like one of the first years that we haven't made cookies together. And we were just texting each other about it the other day. But the best cookies we've ever made were these like 
They're similar to sugar cookies. They were like a mix of sugar cookies with like nutmeg and like cinnamon and like all the fall flavors in one. Mm -hmm. And I swear that was probably the best. I popped off when I made those. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. You should like give us the recipe and we'll put it on the spiked out Instagram. You just got to find like, we would always follow things on Pinterest. So that one really worked, but there was this one time we made this caramel apple thing and that was a disaster. <laughs> hit or miss. Hit or miss. That's fair. So I love, I think when they put like salt on top of a cookie. Oh, dude, with like the flaky salt. Mm, yeah. I love that. My friend Jennifer actually made me um, Valentine's Day cookies with like their chocolate chip cookies and they had the salt in it and the salt just adds the perfect balance to the sweetness. Oh, just that little, just a little salt. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it does. It's like, it's a good counterbalance to the, the sweetness. And it's a little crunch on there. It's so good. Crunchy, crunchy. <laughs> so clearly you have a lot of passion for cookies. And as a medical student, I would assume you also have a lot of passion in education and stuff. Where does all this passion come from? Like. I know some people don't have it and Caleb and I were just talking about learning new things and then it not stick in. And then, yeah. How, where, where do you get this drive girl? Um, it comes from my five, one, 107 pound body. It's <laughs> <laughs> all fiery up, fiery, fire inside of you. I like that. Fire inside of me, I guess. No, um, I think, my main motivation for medicine is really helping others because um, coming from the Philippines, I've seen a world of people who are so disadvantaged and like healthcare for them is like a luxury for, where for us, it's like, it's almost like a, something we take for granted every day. So my passion has always been to help the undeserved because I believe that healthcare is a right to all people. That's fair. Do, do you believe that healthcare should then be, <laughs> we're going to get political. No, we're going to get political. <laughs> I'm joking. Do you think like healthcare should be public access in like America too, like free? You know, that was something I was actually contemplating the other day because I was thinking about like, we always talk in, in the healthcare field, we talk about, there's like two things that we always talk about. But yeah, can you, can you tell me one? <laughs> uh, two things? Yeah, like something that's like a, such a hot topic in medicine. Uh, how much nurses make? <laughs> no. Come on, cultural competency and healthcare disparities. Okay. <laughs> I know that, but yes. <laughs> we always talk about that. And it's such a hot topic and it's always being asked. And I thought about like, you know, will, because America, like we weren't built like other countries to have accommodate that, right? Because like, uh, like, was it Canada that's been doing that for several, several years already, right? Something like that. You know, and um, America, like we, we've always had this kind of t- type of healthcare system. And I thought about like, if we like switched it up right now, would it really be fair to everybody? Like it will always come with a cost. Like as much as like we want people to have access to healthcare, would it be fair for the, the people who have to pay for that? So, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's kind of like a circle thing because it's such a huge dilemma. And I don't know if like America would be able to 
accommodate for that just because of how the country has been run for so many years. Yeah, that's fair. I, it's always been interesting to me. I've thought about it a lot too, to be honest. I mean, I think that there's the arguments on both sides that are both valid. Yeah. For many different reasons. Because of course I'm getting into this field because I want to help others. I want to, like I told you guys, I wanted to help those, especially who are underserved, but you know, it's like, it's almost like how <laughs> there's yeah. so many like details and nitty gritty of things and politics gets in a way of a lot of it and like lack of resources and stuff. But it, it's a hard dilemma and I'm glad I'm not a politician <laughs> who has to come up with answers to this kind of crap. I mean, sure, I want to be an influence to how um, healthcare is in America. Um, I want to have a voice in that, but um, yeah. I think also if you asked a doctor why they want to be a doctor and they didn't say it's because they want to help people, you have to be immediately suspicious of what they, why they're going yeah. to be a doctor. Yeah. Not to I question mean, your motives, I believe you. There's but, so much more other things you can do to make money right now than being a doctor. Mm-hmm. Like tech, real estate, dude, mm-hmm. people, finance. Uh, if you if you do like coding or anything like in that, I don't even know what the term of the field is, but anything in that like tech? general area, you can, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, just tech, but you can just, I mean, you can retire when you're 35. Literally, yeah. $500,000 a year working for like Tinder or Google or wherever. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Because if you're trying to be a doctor for the money, it's not worth it. It's not. And dude, and I remember like my first day of nursing school, they were like, do not try to enter this field, either marrying a doctor or, you know, making money as a nurse. It's Mm -hmm. just, even though, you know, like, um, even though there is money, I'm not going to say there's no money in it, but even though you do make like a sustainable income, like it's, it'll never be enough just because you're always doing something so selfless, you know, how can you put a price on like, selflessness like you have to work so much like um just a couple weeks ago I took six exams within 14 days I mean that's almost like every other day I had an exam Mm -hmm. and that was it literally takes such a toll on your mental health and if I wasn't so goal-oriented I don't know like how I would be able to handle things like that but there's just so many other ways to go about it if you're not really passionate about medicine yeah. What are some ways that um, like for people who are in school right now or doing something that requires a lot of focus, like, you know, higher education, like what are some ways they can take care of their mental health and how have you done it? So um, like my fortune cookie said, it's all about balance. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I look at myself and I'm Ara. I'm not um, student Dr. Manyala. I'm Ara and Ara, there's so much more to Ara than just being a student. Um, and I think about the stuff I like to do, the, my family, I, I talk to my family every night. Um, I like to go shopping. Look <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> hey, it's my reward. I deserve it. You do. Great job, friend. It's like your friend um, who likes um, insomnia cookies. I always look for this specific um, discount shop in different <laughs> cities. <laughs> I'm not going to expose myself because I gatekeep. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always I, I like to go to that store and I, I like to relax and do a little treasure hunting on my own. And I, I don't know. It's just if you, 
medicine or whatever you're doing, it's like a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. You have to pace yourself. Like you can't give it your all every single day. Like you're a person too. You need rest, you need food, you need socialization. Um, but, um, yeah, it's all about just keeping balance and maintaining a good schedule. Like some of my friends talk about how, oh, I feel so behind. And I'm like, really behind relative to what? Like behind is the state of mind and for me. <laughs> that's a good, I mean, that's a good way of thinking about it though. Yeah. I mean, because like, if I'm not in a good and healthy spot, I'm not going to be able to perform well in my exams. I'm not going to be able to study if I'm like stressed out and burnt out and tired all the time. Like I get my eight hours of sleep every single night. Some, most people do all nighters and I'm still passionate passing like I'm doing good in my classes like we all have different ways to go about studying but it's important to take care of yourself so you don't burn out we're just like first years right now you know you're just at the beginning of the race yeah it's it's really good that you've acknowledged that this early on Mm. and not like killed yourself like lost hair you know what I mean like gained so much weight because or lost so much weight you know like the detrimental effects of stress hasn't like you've allowed yourself to take care of yourself so that doesn't happen this early and I'm really proud of you you know right so like thank you my first block it was foundations block and I really struggled and I felt like that's the one where I really pushed myself to study more and like not given myself as much time during that block and I, of course I passed all my classes and I did fine, but like the last block musculoskeletal, I chilled out a lot. Like there were some days where I just like relaxed a lot and I did so much better doing that than whenever I like worked endless hours, my first block. That makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. I think it's hard for me, at least, I don't know if I speak for anyone else, but if I have to find that balance, it's, I'm just either one way or I'm the other way. There's mm-hmm. no like, okay, I'll study and then I'll go socialize. It's either I don't study and I go socialize or I study. There's no, there's no balance for me there. I don't know why. I think it's just maybe my personality. I'm not sure, but I've, I do find it interesting to, if I had the discipline or the ability to do that, I would love to, but it's like, if I, I can't have half and half. I don't know why it's weird. Mm. Are you? I, I don't think Bea is that way though. I think Bea has like she's like, yeah, I'll study for twenty minutes. I'll take a five minute break. I'll study for twenty minutes. I'll take a five minute break. I'll yeah. study for twenty minutes. I'll take a fifteen minute break, and then I'll, I'm like, oh my goodness! If I had to do that, I would never get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but- either study and write a paper for six hours, and like I'll just I'll literally sit down and type a eight page paper, just do it, and then I'll be done. But I can't like take a break. I, I'll just I'll never go back to it. Well, the thing with me is I get distracted really easily. So, um, I have to take those breaks mm-hmm. or else I would not get anything done. Like kind of like today, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, just as long as you finish what was intended, what you intended to finish in whatever method, like it's fine. You know, yeah. like I hated it in school whenever, wow, this is the second, this is the second school slander today. Wow. I hate educators. She hates teachers. <laughs> no, teachers are great. Education. <laughs> no, um, I hated it in school whenever they'd be like, here, do long division. And then if you could do it like a shorter way, and they'd be like, no, we need you to do it this way. But I, you'd still get the right answer. You know what I mean? I'm like, bruh, like, 
here is the answer that you wanted. Why did I have to do it in that method that you taught? You know? Yeah. Well, we had to know the process for us to get there before we could take the short way around. That's true. But, See, but okay, you say that. But I just know when I was in pre-cal, <laughs> we were factoring or like whatever. Even in college, when we did calculus. It was like I, I would get, they would say, okay, here's how. Or in algebra, when you learn how to factor things out. Algebra 2? Algebra 1 or 2, yeah. Probably. Algebra 1 or 2. I'm not that good at math anymore. Like the quadratic formula and stuff. It was like, do yeah. the quadratic formula. I just never, I never cared. I'm good at guessing. So I would just guess and I'd be like, this is probably right. And if it's not this, it's definitely this. And sometimes I wouldn't even check the second one. If the first one wasn't right, I'd be like, it's definitely this one. And I just, I don't know. I, I hate that like whole, like go through the formula and do this and this. They're like, I still don't know how to do the parentheses thing. I don't even know how, I don't know how to do that. PEMDAS? You don't know how to PEMDAS? <laughs> no, I know that. I don't know like the, I don't know like uh like if you got two parentheses and it's like x minus this and two, you know what I'm saying? Like two x plus this. Like I could not. Fa- oh, I, I could like but the factorial just, thing. Yes, I'll just guess. I'll just be like, it's probably this, and like most of the time it is. But, but if I you get like the it. answer right, like why do you need to? But that's what I'm saying. But I, 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 don't, I agree. Okay. I'm more Caleb with this, Aris. <laughs> no. Are you really learning if you're just guessing? <laughs> I think so because it's more practical to learn how to. Cr- accurately estimate than to need to know how to factor out things okay no there's a there's a difference between estimating and just guessing (laughs) (laughs) but i know like the uh, the guest we had last week would be furious if you heard me say that yeah (laughs) we had our math teacher on last week yeah it was our algebra teacher (laughs) it was like i understood the concept enough but i would it's just i don't know like they would teach us I'm sure they taught you as well. Like you learn five different ways to factor things out of a system yeah. of equations. But why do you need to know five? You can just know one. I don't understand. Um, maybe because people's brains work differently. So some people gravitate towards one way more than the other. I guess that's true. Yeah. So like, I don't know. There's not, school doesn't really do a good way of learning. <laughs> yeah, school slander, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, like education itself, because so many people learn through different things. That is like, true. There's some people who are visual, audio, kinesthetic, and like learning doesn't really apply those learning styles. Like schools don't apply those learning styles in the way they have their curriculum made. So maybe the kids who always made like lower grades in a class, maybe that's just not how the way that they learned. Oh, so I, I guess. I guess just putting out different ways out there. This is just a theory, okay? But putting out different ways out there, maybe somebody gravitates to one way more than the other. That's true. That's true. And I think it's especially hard when you have a teacher that's like a strong suit is English, but their strong suit is not math. And they're teaching like third grade homeroom, you know? And they have to teach all the subjects. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's true. I guess makes sense. But in some ways I like, uh, when I was in elementary school, we had, well, for the first part of elementary school, from like up into fifth grade, I went, I mean, I went to a private school for most of my life until mm-hmm. public university. But it was like a, it was relatively small, like a hundred people. But mm-hmm. the, the, in like first through fourth grade, we had the same teacher, not for all those grades, but all, everyone in third grade had the same teacher for all their subjects. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of nice because she would know our individual progress in each thing and be able to cater to our strong suits and this person spent a little bit more time here this person spent more time here you know which i think did kind of help i don't know maybe i don't know I see that 
Yeah, I guess it gets more personal. Yeah. And when you have like a lesser student teacher ratio, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, Here lately, we've had to like switch back and forth between like COVID zones, which is like more restrictions or less restrictions in our school. And so um, they decreased our lab sizes and they had to decrease our time too. But when they did that, I felt like I got more attention from the teachers. So I was like learning better. Yeah, absolutely. So we've kind of established that you're clearly intelligent. You love cookies, your height. What's something that people tend to misunderstand about Amira? Mm. I don't know. It's hard to look retrospectively into like, like what do other people think about me? Because I try not to dwell on that. It's hard for me to. Well, that's a good, that's mm-hmm. a good habit. That is a good habit, to be fair. I, I feel like I would just be self-critical if I like looked back and like think what do people think about me because like people tend to like think the worst of others like I'm not the most optimistic person but people like to like nitpick and look at like the bad things in others just to make themselves feel better I feel like and I don't know how I would feel about looking at myself from the outside in (laughs) That's that's really good. Cause I I would think wow, wait, I would think that because you are so high achieving that you care about what other people think about you, but I think maybe it's a secret superpower that you have that you'd like just don't really care, even though you do care about your personal goals. If that makes sense. Right. I mean, I definitely um care about like my mom. My my family back in the Philippines, they would always joke around and then call me doctor. And I'm like, not yet. Don't call me that. I'm not yet a doctor. And then um, my, my mom was like, they're just like so proud of you. And so, of course, like I think about what my family thinks about me in that aspect. Like it gives me drive to make them even more proud of me and go forward. But as far as like if somebody was self-critical about like my personality traits and flaws, like I'm not going to change that because that's what makes me me. That's true. Beautiful. I wonder if having that, I I don't know if it's called independence, I guess, um, that perspective on other people's beliefs. I wonder if that's becoming more common because of the empowerment of The more empowering society, this the, the more empowering society becomes. Does that make sense? I feel like in in a lot of ways, society is becoming more empowering to people that were not previously empowered, right? Whether it's like a literal minority of like a race or a gender or a body type or whatever, but it's like in just in general, like people are becoming more empowered just through things like even like GoFundMe, like hey, fund me to go to school, right? Or um, people creating YouTube channels to fund their um, flipping a house you know what I mean and stuff like that I wonder if like that perspective is becoming more like they don't care as much about what people think I don't know I think it really starts with how you're nurtured in the home like I felt like I was um raised in an environment that was always encouraging me to become successful and um stay true to who I am yet remain humble um I wouldn't really 
um, a cred. I, I do see what you're saying that like society now is just like empower women, women in science, colored women in science. You know, there's just these little things that encourage uh, one another, which is good. And it's, it's cool and stuff. Yeah. I think that they're, they're starting to get abused. Like these little empowerment things are starting to get abused because people are taking them and like using them in a more prideful manner rather than like using them to as encouragement. I don't really think that, I mean, sure, we use them for encouragement, but I think people are just using them to like hype themselves up unnecessarily to make them look better than others, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, there's different there's this different opinions that I have about those things. <laughs> of course, you want to empower women to pursue science. I mean, like we think about um do you remember that movie? It's a story about um in the NASA lady Catherine um um yeah, like, hidden figures. Hidden figures. Yeah, I mean that was so cool. I mean, women didn't normally do that and now it's it's becoming normal for women. So I guess it's society changing and becoming more ex- accepting of that. But I just, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the empower movement. <laughs> I kind of like encourage better. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's fair. That makes sense. I think that it is like, even though there are those side effects though, I think in overall, like the net is beneficial. Yeah. Rather than negative, I guess. I guess that's my opinion on it. But I do understand what you're saying as far as drawbacks. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, of course, we don't want to discourage anyone. We're here to encourage. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage good. (laughs) Uh, LOL. Um, So you spend a lot of time um, you said you spent a lot of time reading the books and then this past semester, this past block, you mm. kind of chilled out. What's like, what have you been doing other than, you know, shopping? I would assume you've been on social media a lot. I saw that you recently have a spam page. Let's not expose me. <laughs> We're not going to expose Straight up expose. <laughs> no, no, no exposures on the spam page that does not exist that was just a lie guys everybody listening um <laughs> what's the favorite tiktok trend right now ours i haven't opened my tiktok app in a minute really yeah so getting it all from like instagram reels like two months too late no like i haven't even like been watching instagram reels i've kind of just <laughs> been posting on my non-existent account. <laughs> <laughs> Are you um, your own trendsetter on your non-existent spam page? I am my own trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like the one that goes emotional damage. Emotional damage. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know like a lot of the cute relationship ones because sometimes I'll make videos of that to my boyfriend and he'll be like super kidlig. What's kidlig in English? Kidlig is like like ee! like when you know when you see like a cute girl or a cute boy and you're like so cute or like when when you hug your <laughs> partner and you're like i love to like hold them whatever i don't know i don't know he gets really like like that about like little cheesy things i guess that's his love language <laughs> so I, I try to, we're long distance so i try to make him feel like valued through those little things 
that's that's cute. That's cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were gonna say <laughs> um, something. I was like, I was thinking about something to say, but I was like, nah, you go. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know if Caleb knows this about Ara, but Ara like loves fashion. Like as a kid. She watched um, America's Next Top Model religiously. Like, oh, yeah. And that was before, like, streaming happened. So if it hit 7 p.m., she'd be like, turn it on the TV and, like, watch it. Yeah. So I watched it with my parents. My mom loved it, dude. It was good. It was yeah, good. True. It I was remember. good. Like, dude, it was actually cracked. I used to think Tyra Banks was the goat. <laughs> now I feel like, I, I'm not going to lie. I think I love her, but she's falling off a little bit. I, I no. Like, people, like, look at her now and see how problematic she was yeah. back in, like, the older episodes. And there's, like, a bunch of derogatory terms yeah. they use. Like, there's one time they, they're like, this girl is ghetto fabulous. I used to love her, though. But... Yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, what are some, like, wardrobe essentials for Amira on February 2022 like what's 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 mm. uh what are you coming out the closet with <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that I was never in the closet the first place I guess but um I really like sneakers um uh, I love Jordans and Dunks those are my favorite yeah, I love Dunks um my boyfriend just got me the Harvest Moons for my birthday so um cash. <laughs> so my favorite wardrobe essentials are definitely those um air forces are always a staple but i feel like i just wear those just whenever like i want to get comfortable and i don't feel like trying because it just goes with everything um i really really like leather pants like all the action i love leather pants and the thing is i got the leather pants right before they were like trendy trendy like now you can't even get my size in abercrombie so i'm like i'm a trendsetter pretty much <laughs> i started this <laughs> on your fake spam page no i started this before i even was in medical school man <laughs> i like that and um here recently i got a pair of um vintage guest jeans and my dad noticed it actually and i was he's like those are when guess was made really really well like that's when guess was like made in the usa and it was really original like now they have like the g by guess which is like kind of not so nice i guess and then like they have guess but i feel like it's not as good quality as it was back in the 90s and somebody i was like that's def- those jeans are definitely from the 90s so vintage high-waisted mom jeans for sure or vintage look high-waisted mom jeans because abercrombie and um h&m i have some from there mm-hmm. as far as tops go i really like the look of like not really tight but more fitted tops with like loose pants yeah. and that's sneakers. popular right now it is popular right so, now. I um one of my outfits that I've worn is like like a kind of like a long sleeve corset looking top. And then I have these pants that I spent too much money on in Aritzia and they're like dressy pants. <laughs> um and then like a pair of dunks. Like I would wear that to school and call it business casual. 
Because <laughs> I told I told Dalton, I was like, I'm gonna be wearing Jordans and Dunks whenever I practice medicine. <laughs> like, forget it. <laughs> I love it. I, dude, I actually, I think I'll almost wear not the same. I don't have leather pants. I haven't taken that leap yet. My next leap, though, I do want snakeskin pants. It sounds whack, but when you see them, you're gonna be like, all right, I get what he was saying. They're Dude, cool. you have the snakeskin uh, Levi's, the the print. Do you remember that when we went to Austin yeah, together? Okay, but it's not snakeskin. It looks like. Wait, maybe it is snakeskin, but I, no, I don't think so. It's like the bottom of a pool, or like leopard print, kind of like spotty, like a pool bottom, like a pool liner, rather. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. I don't know. I like those pants, though. Those are cool, but it's so faded you can't really see. I'm talking like black and gold snakeskin, like black and gold. Wow, crazy. Yeah. This is what I like, right? You get something like normal looking, okay? Not normal looking, but like socially acceptable in 2022 <laughs> for me to wear. And then you get something that's like super crazy and rock them together. And the fusion, that's what I like. I like it. Oh, I don't like- you give me Harry Styles vibes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, You're I know, a fashionable I, I, man. I like Harry Styles. I did see a post about him that said like Harry Styles people will be like, oh my goodness, such a trendsetter. And it'll just be him in like the most terrible fit you've ever seen. <laughs> it's like just it's a skirt that doesn't even fit or something like that. And I was like, that is true. My parents always not, told me, what was parents that? always told me it's about like your real natural beauty. It's not even about what you wear. It's just like how you look. And then like what you wear will, will just like compliment how good you look, I guess. <laughs> So maybe that's the thing with Harry Styles. Maybe he's just an attractive man. That's why he can wear a paper bag and still look hot. That's fair. That is very. I think very fair. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that though. I think that like if I see someone that even if they're not like what I would what a society would consider conventionally attractive, which is bad to say. I'm sorry for people. <laughs> this that, is the Tyra Banks moment. You're yeah, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks okay. For people that look like, or what you would consider, like, okay, they're not super conventionally attractive. If they, like, have dope style or whatever, that's, like, okay, that's cool. But then if even if there's someone that is, like, really attractive and they, like, have, like, terrible style and they're, like, their hair looks whack and stuff like that, I'm just, like, okay. I don't know. You know what I mean? So you're really attracted to, like, style? Not necessarily style, but, like, the effort someone puts into their looks. It's, like, that's takes, they have self-pride or not like pride in a bad way in a negative connotation but like they have pride in themselves you know and they're like they keep themselves well capped and all that stuff I, I feel like that's pretty cool I like that yeah it takes a lot of discipline too because like um there's some girls that always just like look so good in, sc- in class and school and stuff and that's just like their signature look and then they yeah. it's like they they enjoy getting up early in the morning to make sure they look good and it's it's a skill Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. Cause like the extra effort, dude. The extra effort in the morning that people put in. I, I don't know about y'all, but I like I acknowledge it. It's oh, hundred percent admirable. I mean, if if I see someone that's like super, like uh, people all, all the time, or like, or if you see like the top ten most beautiful people on earth, it's always like Emily Ratajkowski and like people like that. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw someone that looked like that, I would probably not say anything to them. Not that they don't look good i'm they do right like it's aesthetically pleasing right. but at the same time if i see someone that 
I see like semi-regularly at work or at school or something and they have like some dope eyeliner on one day. I'm like, okay, your eyeliner looks dope, you know? Or if some dude's got like a sick haircut, I'm like, all right, that fade is nice. You know what I'm saying? I'll yeah. compliment that because it's like they went out of their way to do this and they put time and effort into this and I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't I agree. Know. That's just my thoughts. And there's always that like whenever, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I like just go the extra mile, I'm like, today's going to be a good day. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Because dressing for success. I mean, like, you just feel more confident whenever you are dressed up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, um, the other day, I was wearing, um, like, corduroy pants, like, brown corduroy pants, and uh, my on-cloud sneakers because it was going to rain. And I had, like, a cute white sweater on, and I had it tucked in. So I was driving. I got cut off six times. I was going 70 miles per hour at a 55. I got cut off. Are you exposing yourself? (laughs) I live in Louisiana. There's like no cops where I live, honestly. But um, I was going 70 miles an hour. And then these people are cutting me off at dangerous. Like, like, you know how you have to like switch lanes at a safe kind of distance. No, these people were like cutting it like barely inches and like I had a break like so many times and there was one um, where I was like okay people have calmed down a little bit so I drink my coffee because I'm about to take an exam need that energy and like I get cut off break and the coffee spilled all over my white top right before an exam and so right then there I was like crap panicking and um I was about to call my friend Jennifer who lives by the school but I was like wait wait I have a shacket in the back of my car What's a jacket? Like a shirt jacket? Yeah, it's like it's like a flannel that's like kind of like a jacket. Okay. Flannel style jacket sort of deal? Yeah, I I yeah, but you know what I'm I, talking about? I approve, but I don't I mean I don't approve, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but I that was like the one thing that I left in the back of my car. Mm. And um like I told you guys, I like wearing like a tighter shirt and loose jeans, right? Yeah. I was about to wear a loose top and a loose jeans. So I pop up in this test looking homeless AF. <laughs> it was just like, and then um, I, I was like, you know, whenever you're not feeling good about the way you look, you just feel less confident and you feel like everybody's looking at you. Like I was already looking rough because I didn't wash my hair that morning because I decided to sleep in a little more. Mm-hmm. So I had my hair in a bun, my glasses on, and I put on a mask, even though we don't even have to wear a mask anymore in my school, just because I didn't want to look like I didn't want to have to like put any extra effort in my face. So I was already <laughs> cutting it with that. And then I spilled my t- my coffee on my shirt and I'm over here looking like a homeless man right before a 60 question exam. I mean, there's 150 something people in my class. So I feel like, oh man. And I sit in the very front. So I'm just like, oh man, people are going to see me and think I look like a homeless man. (laughs) But you know what? Like, despite that, like once we took our test, I knew everybody was focusing on their exams already. So like, I took off my mask and I just like let loose a little bit. And dude, I actually killed that exam. Good job. <laughs> I might start dressing like a homeless man here more often. <laughs> it worked in your favor one time. You're going to do it forever. Yeah. Come on. I was just like, I've never made this kind of stellar grade in an exam before. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I wonder, do you think like 
okay, but when you look at someone, no one's just like studying how someone looks. I mean, it's like I just make one... unless you have a crush. Yeah, I take. I don't know. Still, oh yeah, I have. I had a crush on people, people. and they have a crush on me, Bea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I take like half a one split second observation, and then all the judgments are made based on like immediately. There's not like a. You know what I'm saying? Moment. I mean, not at least not for me usually. And so it's like I feel like I don't ever think I, I I hope people have that same uh, courtesy when it's me and I look ratchet. I hope they're like, all right, you know what? It is what I like. It is what it is. You know. I hope they're not like, look at his, I don't know his hair. Why is it so scraggly on the sides? Like I hope they're not doing no. that. No, oh, that's my hair right now. That's why you're <laughs> that's wearing. Like that's why I'm wearing a hoodie. That's why she's I just on her and staring at her face the whole time. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, so you know how earlier we talked about like what are something that misunderstandings of other people, and I was just like, I just don't care what people think. I care about what people think about what I wear. <laughs> <laughs> what I wear, like, um, like Bay was talking about, like I take precaution about the things I wear to make sure that because I just, I just like fashion, like Bay said, I like clothes. Yeah. So that's just the one thing that I'm just like, man, they're going to say, oh, she's trying out a new fashion style. This is not working for her. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're going to think I'm trying, like, too hard to, like, be trendy because baggy clothes are trendy now. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. It's true, though. They are, like, that street fashion style. Sort it of is. That's, like, super trendy right now. It is. And I think it's a lot of Asian influence, too. Yes. Keep that <laughs> yeah. See now you got me looking on Asus, dude. Asus is actually underrated. People talk about H and M. H and M trash compared to Asus. Oh, H and M is trash. It's just cheap. I know, but dude, okay. If I put on something from H and M, I will look ridiculous. And nothing yeah. fits me there, and it all looks ridiculous. And if you put it in the washing machine, it disintegrates into nothing. <laughs> but I mean, eh, you know, sorry for H and M slander. I don't mean H and M sponsors, please. <laughs> so we don't like teachers and we don't like H&M <laughs> no, no worries. my H&M sponsors Teachers of America sponsors <laughs> lol as we are as we come to a close um I guess just a few a few questions um so what are you looking forward to to 2022 oh wow um you know medical school has been tough and here lately it's it's actually been kind of enjoyable learning I guess I I like that um, I was able to talk to my mom about like stroke and stroke management and stuff and I'm looking forward to being able to be more knowledgeable in my field I guess I'm looking forward to cardio GI OB that's coming up this year and it's hard for me to be like, oh, I'm looking forward to this trip or this thing because like I'm in school right now and that's that's like my career and that's that's my se- season of life. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking forward to more like ad- advancing my knowledge, I guess. Okay, well, I think that that ends this episode. Thank you for coming on. This is such a good, great take two. <laughs> yeah, you guys heard our take one. It was absolutely not ours far fault. It was uh, Bea's part. Yeah, it was Bea's face <laughs> part. <laughs> it was Bea's part. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I just like I didn't even know what y'all's podcast was about, and then my birds were just singing in the background. And Bea oh, that is true. Like, I forgot about that. 
And then Bayo was just like, uh, like she never talked to me before. I mean, it was, I got so nervous. Hard. It was hard because I didn't, I don't know. Our, we've, we met one time and then we had talked yeah. in that podcast and that was the only time we've ever talked. But now since I talked to her for like a podcast before, even though it didn't air, I got to know like a little bit about how her personality. So it made a little bit more sense. Than yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being on take two, and you did really great. I mean, you did really great take one, too. You did really good starting off with Kanye and then cookies. No facts. Hey, 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 wait. Before we let you go, actually, what's your thoughts on the Kanye Kim thing? Are you up to date with it? That's so strange to me because didn't Kanye and Julia just break up and she had like a whole statement about she'd never loved Kanye in the first place? Julia Fox? Yeah. Dude, all I can say about her is... <laughs> Like I was Josh Shafty's muse when I wrote Uncut Jams. That's all I think about every time I hear her face now. Have you ever seen that interview? You guys haven't seen it. Oh my no, goodness. Not. You have to look it up. Text us a link or something. I will. Text us a link. But yeah, my take is I feel like <laughs> I feel like they're starting to get less and less relevant. So they have to come up with something new to get more relevant. Like Kylie just had a baby. Okay, news died down. Okay, now drama about Kim and Kanye. I mean, they're pregnancies, so it works out that way. It's literally so methodical what they do because like every single season, every single month, there's always something about them. Like Travis and Courtney getting engaged, and then Kylie having a baby. Like these people are good script writers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they all, they all got hard. us on a bind. So I guess they really are. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Ars. Well, see you later. Thank you so much for being on Spiked Out. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye, Kayla. So much better. Mint. 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 Amazing. Caleb. Um, oh, you sent me the Julia Fox. I was like, what the heck? Um, you want to see the intensity of <laughs> the planning? Oh, my goodness. See, look. They had a, a script. She's like the Kardashian episode. Like, I know. <laughs> I, I do not. I am bad at that, I think. I... It's like sort of hit or miss. It's like sometimes you get an interesting topic. Sometimes things don't go as deep as you want or they go more deep than you want. I think it's good to be flexible too. And I yeah, think absolutely. I, but I think the difference between the me and you is you're like, you can think quicker on your feet than I can. Like I have to like, I have to plan this stuff out or else like, it'll just be like, like last episode, uh, do you guys want to talk about NFTs? <laughs> and I was like, I've never looked at stocks in my life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I that's fair. I mean, I think, but if you know your audience, it's a lot easier. Like, I'm sure you could have done it with Ara if you had to, because you know her. I don't know her as well, so I don't know things that she finds interesting or things she doesn't find interesting. I just don't know. You know? Yeah, that's true. But I think you did a really good job. Good job. Thanks, Round of applause for Thanks, thanks, thanks for um, being here for the ride. You're so kind. Yeah, we love you guys, each and every one of you. No, I was talking about you, but yes, I love our. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Bafe. Oh, so sweet. Aww. So, what are the thoughts on the the R episode? What's your what's your takeaway? 
I thought it was good. I do think that she is well-balanced as an individual. She has a lot of, you know, balanced, not in a bad way. Some people say balanced release is bad. Like she doesn't lean one way or the other, but it's not like that. It's more just a balance is like, take everything with a grain of salt and, you know, manage your time, manage your appearance, manage your everything, you know, I like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to live. I wish I could do that. I struggle with it, but I do need to get better. She's not very extreme on anything, yet everything is like floating. As thinking. James Madison says in Hamilton, she's not very forthcoming on any particular stances. But if you stand for nothing, yeah, you will exactly. fall for everything. What will you fall for? <laughs> oh, wait, I think James Madison says that. David That's Aaron Burr. Sure. Shout out. Th- no. Well, it was, what that I said was Aaron Burr. Yes. That, no, they're saying that about Aaron Burr. Oh, you're right. My stand for nothing, Burr. What will you fall <laughs> for? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Wanna be in the room? Sponsor us, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Please. Have you seen that picture of him where he's biting his lip? I love that picture. No, it is. Is it like a a meme? <laughs> what are you doing? So uncomfortable. <laughs> this has to be the cat. This has to be the headline of the podcast. Please. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Hold up. <laughs> Why is it? Why is it? that i don't know i love it that's hilarious oh everyone made fun of him for that i feel bad but it's hilarious <laughs> i love it? lin-manuel miranda i will not stand for slander on that man i will also not um he is he's oh never mind i was gonna say something i was gonna slander but never mind i will shut up before i, I love in the heist i love hamilton i love everything he's ever done he's even in Kirby enthusiasm i love him in that I think what's really cool is, um, you know, The Rock. Yes. I I love the fact that The Rock has like, like you found he found his little new talent. He's the voice of the demigod in Moana. You know. Yeah. The, uh, the Rock, bro. The Rock is has vocals. Homeboy's talented. It's true. It's about drive. <laughs> classic. Instant American classic. <laughs> okay guys um i think this concludes our episode of spiked out um caleb do you have any other words to say to our audience um no if i would like uh suggestions for naming my kids so please type those in the comments i'm not gonna have kids but if i was to have a child i would like to know what to name them you're gonna name them ruben and daisy as per as per did you see oh. her comment on our last post? She commented so nicely. Oh, yeah, that's true. I did see that. I did see that. But, oh, that's so well, okay, those, that, those are her kids' names. We can't take her kids' names. <laughs> I want to know what I should name my children. Okay. Comment right. below. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, guys, bye. Okay, bye, guys. Next episode comes out next Friday. Bye.